welcome to the Nerd Party. Maximum warp. Punch it. Punch it! Punch it, Bishop! Punch it. Punch that shit! Let's punch it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Punch It, episode 79. My name is Charlene Schmidt, and at long last, my co-host is... Tristan Riddell. We're back. <laughs> it's, it's good to be back, and it's good to be together. That's the most important thing. Absolutely. It feels honestly like it's been forever. I had to take a break, then you took a break, and... Even though you had a little bit of a pit stop in L.A., we got to do dinner one night a couple of weeks ago. I feel like I have not seen you in ages, sir. So I am, <laughs> I'm so happy and excited right now to be recording with you. I feel like, yes, it's time. I'm itching. Let's get back to it again. Yes, it's very true. And I'm super happy that we were able to see each other while I was in Los Angeles because I had a very, 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 very small window that I was able to actually see people. So if, if I you have did. some friends in California, Los Angeles who are listening, don't hate me because the only way, the only reason why I was able to see Shar is because she was right there where I was at the exact moment that I was able to have dinner with her right? and her husband. Yes, it just so happened. I was available to do dinner in Burbank where you were. Made it happen, and for two, it wasn't even two hours, it was maybe an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> but we took that time, and I'm so glad that we did. Me too, and uh, it was, it's funny because there's a lot of co-hosts out there in the world of podcasting who do what we do and record remotely. And so, uh -huh. whenever somehow the fates align or the stars align, and uh, you're able to be in the, in the same space as your co-host, the first thing that pops in your head is, oh, let's do an episode. Let's record together. It'll be it'll be a right. new energy and different dynamic. But then when you finally get to it, you're just like, let's just hang out. Let's just have dinner. <laughs> yeah, because... For our listeners, they might not know the fact that we've only seen each other a grand total of three times in person. And we have had that conversation. We talked about possibly recording a little something, maybe a little video or something. But then mm -hmm. when you're in the moment, no, you just want to hang out. It just, it, you know, it's a little selfish, but we want it to be about us. It's our time. <laughs> It's true. It's true. I think the first time that we actually just yesterday on Twitter, the yesterday of this recording, we had a, a listener contact us on Twitter and uh, they said that they just listened to episode 56 or something like that of To The Journey, our old show on right. the Trek FM network. And they're like, hey, what did you mean by this? And both of us are like, uh, that was four and a half years ago. You have to remind us. <laughs> Jog the memory just a little bit. Yes. And for some reason, they were t we, it made me think about the old days. And I found that old video of the reason why I bring this up is because I found that old video of you and I meeting for the very first time. A friend of ours, yeah. uh, Darren Moser, who's also on this network. Uh, you can check out his Star Trek show at SETI Alpha 3, going to the nerdparty.com. He took video of us and uh, literally for the first time in person. And, yeah. uh at Star Trek Las Vegas, no less, in 2016. The 50th anniversary of, of Star Trek. And it, we gotten to have dinner twice after that. So that was a yeah. that was a fantastic thing and a fantastic moment. And it's, it's good to be back behind the mic now. So what are we talking about today? Guide us through this episode. Okay, yes, because this episode is all my idea. We actually had something else planned that we're going to tackle next week. And I texted you and I said, you know what? 
I'm really not feeling that idea in the moment. I have something else. What do you think about this? And what I got into was I really wanted to write something on the fly. I have been itching to write something on the fly. We haven't done it in a little while. So I thought, let's really jump back in. We're coming back from our break. Our summer activities were settled a little bit for a while. Let's get back to one of the things that we do the best here on Punch It. And let's do that. And I wanted to explore the Riker and Troy relationship dynamic, probably in a short story form. So Let's, let's just be honest. You know what I want to do is I want to write fanfic. <laughs> I want to write a Riker and Troy fanfic. Let's be real. That's what I want to do. You know, there's certain times when, uh, like, if you listen to old episodes, even before this show on to reference to the journey again, you'll hear me and my disdain of fan fiction. You'll hear me just like bash <laughs> it to say like, eh, it's not for me. It's just slash fic and blah, 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 blah. And I get really, I get really pointed towards it. And the more time that I spent with you and also the entire reason we built this show of punch it and we can, we can call it whatever we want. We can add whatever adjectives in front of it that we want, but essentially what you and I do is sometimes is just write fan fiction on the fly. That's pretty much all that we do. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, and also we do the home game of, oh, 20 years of retrospective. We're going to make an episode better, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what built punch it. And that is our wheelhouse. That's what makes this podcast run. So it's it's taken me like five years or seven years to get a, get on board, but I finally accepted it that that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yes, I do remember those days where you were just, yeah, fanfic, ah, poo-poo. Uh, but there was some transition somewhere in the course of To The Journey where something turned in you, and I mm-hmm. can't take full credit for it because that, that was your doing. But something finally convinced you that this is worthwhile and this is okay and it's fun. And you know what? Fanfic is just a celebration of something that you love. Really. It, it really is. It really is. And you know, like I never, I never bad mouth, and I'm not saying you were saying this, but like I, I never bad mouth fan fiction writers. I never, you know, I never tried to disrespect them or what they did. I just kind of emphasize that oh, it yeah, wasn't, no, no, no. you know, it wasn't for me, but I really think that what turned me on to it was the collaborative nature that you and I have with this show is that like, it's so much fun, just you and I bouncing ideas off of each other. Cause I feel like if it was just me eternally, like I, I wouldn't have that much fun with fan fiction, but sharing it with you is what made it fun and what made me want to do my own and why I, you know, like I, I wrote my own story and then I did the audiobook with my wife and that was another collaborative thing. Uh-huh. And I think, yeah, that's the key. Th- and that's the beauty of the nerd community as well as podcasting and well as fan fiction for me personally is the collaborative aspect of it. Oh, no doubt. I mean, the fanfic community, it's been alive and well for decades in Star Mm -hmm. Trek. I mean, I'm pretty sure if Star Trek didn't, in fact, get the whole party started, it was right there at the forefront in the days of TOS. 1970s fanzines were loaded with fanfic. And so we've been doing this for ages. We are by far not the first. We just do it in podcast form is all. And, you know, it's fun. I think we both thrive on bouncing ideas back and forth. I know that my individual ideas are not nearly as strong as they are when I have somebody else to say, hey, what about this? And then somebody comes back with something even better. The end product is a better 
thing than if it was just me. And what a lonely process that can be, too. It's so much funner listening to somebody else's ideas. I think it can be fun. I think it can be more fun. But I mean, it can be fun running on your own as well. I think just you and I thrive off of that collaboration. Yes, that's what I'm saying. To kind of go back to the TOS days, and I know we've talked about this before, even though I hate Slashfic, I think it's absolutely freaking hysterical that it got its name because of Kirk slash Spock fiction. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. And many more people read that than you believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I I do believe it. Yeah. Yeah. But moving on, what are we talking about? So we're not just doing like a Riker fan fiction and we're not just doing a Troy fan fiction. We are doing Riker slash Troy fiction. Yes. I want this to be this. I mean, this is fanfic in its purest form. I want this to be about their relationship. And you know what inspired this was the scene that Troy and Tom Riker had in Second Chances. I think they're in 10 Forward. They're talking about how Tom would often think of Troy in those endless nights of loneliness. He would be looking at a star, thinking of her, and they have that piece of dialogue where maybe I was looking at the same star, and even though I didn't know it, I was thinking of you, you were thinking of me, you know, romantic shenanigans ensue. What I want to do is I want the real Will Riker and Deanna Troy to have a discussion about their relationship. And ideally, I think the best setting, the best time for this is maybe when Deanna Troy is prepping for command training. Because think about it. Will Riker cut off their relationship to pursue his career. That's what he valued more than their relationship. Now, meanwhile, Deanna Troy has done fine for herself and she's advancing up the ranks herself And so she's kind of pursuing a similar path, maybe not as aggressively, like she doesn't, Mm -hmm. I don't think, ever want to be the captain of a ship, but she is getting command training. I mean, I think a lot of that came from getting a taste of it in disaster. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. She even references that. So maybe they're discussing that. And then that leads to an introspective conversation about their dynamic and their relationship and where things sit. So... Is this before, after she passes the exam? Because the first thing that pops in my head is Riker, because he's the, the XO yeah. of the ship, he has to administer the exam. And right. he has to be the one that kind of gives some tough love and kind of pushes her along and, you know, tells it like it is. He has to disassociate himself from the relationship in order to do his job. And I think he does it well. I think it would be do you think it would be interesting to have this conversation in celebration of her passing the exam or in trepidation beforehand both have really good possibilities i was initially thinking before where maybe deanna has decided she wants to go through with this and she's about to tell will about it and then that leads to a conversation where she's going in with I think maybe a, a hard approach of, you know, I want you to be tough on me. Yeah, I understand uh, this is putting you maybe in a slightly awkward position, but you have to treat me like everybody else and maybe even be a little harder on me because, dang it, I, I really do want this. Maybe he's questioning her. But the celebratory aspect, too, I actually think that might be a little better because then you can have those things of, you know what? You were really freaking hard on me. I expected that, but... You really pulled all all the punches and then maybe Riker's saying something along the lines of, yeah, but you did it and you survived it and I'm really proud of you. 
something like that. I don't know. I think even even beyond that, I think it would be it would be interesting to kind of have that post glow of she succeeded, she won. It's and they're on an even more. Like, how do I put this? They're they're on more even ground because they're both they both have three pips. Now, granted, he's the XO of the ship. He's command division. She's a commander, but still in, you know, still a blue shirt. Yeah. And and everything like that. I think it would open up the conversation of, well, I did this once where when I, when I sought command, I sacrificed our relationship. You're seeking command. What do you see yourself as sacrificing in the future? And maybe that kind of brings up old feelings and an old discussion. Or at yeah. the same, where on the opposite side, is if we had that conversation beforehand, I feel like, and some people would probably disagree with me, I feel like Riker would kind of shut it down and go like, whoops, okay, now that you've requested this, you've formally requested this, I am your XO and that's all that I am in this moment. Hmm, interesting. So what I'm saying is, I think it should take place after she she passes the exam. After, okay, you've sold me on that. Let's do that. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So maybe to start it off... Maybe they've had a little party. Senior staff, there's a cake, there's a little banner. Congratulations, Deanna. And I don't know, maybe it's in her quarters. Yes, let's say this is the the aftermath of the party. Because I, yeah. for some reason, I freaking love that in stories. I don't know why. I love seeing parties after the fact. And yeah. it would be something like, we know that Data's not there yet. Because he's off on a mission where his memory is is wonky. Yep. So I want to say, like, the last person is leaving. I say, like, Beverly and Jordy are leaving the room, leaving Deanna's quarters, and Riker stays to help clean up that kind of thing. Sure, sure. Yep, yep, yep. It's, you know, it's not even a real party. Like, it's not like a huge party like in Ten Forward. It's a small dinner that uh, yeah. between the senior staff, you know, and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small get-together. Not a big thing, but just a hooray. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I envisioned, too. So, do we have a little bit of conversation between Beverly and Jordy and Riker and Troy where Beverly and Jordy kind of get the sense, we need to get out of here? I think maybe they should. I think Beverly is especially keen on those kind of cues where <laughs> yes, she can Jordy. see that Will is kind of lingering around. He's not doing a whole lot of anything. He's just kind of pretending like he's doing something at the table, but he's really not. And so, she realizes he's going to stick around. We've got to go. Mm-hmm. So that that moment definitely happens, and she's got a cue, Jordy, because I I don't know if Jordy's gonna quite catch on to that. So she's like, "Let's go." I was thinking the exact same thing, where Jordy is just <laughs> a, he's not dumb, but he's just a little oblivious sometimes. Yeah, he doesn't always catch the cues, especially with with women and everything like that. And so, like maybe yeah. that translates here and there, where even though Jordy is a guide for Data, maybe Beverly can be a guide for Jordy. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I mean. Jordy is not dumb, but sometimes he does miss out on social cues. It's not his strength by any means. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, like, Riker's throwing down some real, real thick hints here. And that's that's when they leave. And, like, and Troy, come on. She's not only is she a woman and someone who have, who's known Riker for decades, she's an empath. She knows what's going on. Totally. Right? Okay. So, the first thing out of her mouth, the moment that... Beverly and Jordy leave is, hmm, I see that you are sticking around a little bit. Is there a reason why? I mean, she's just going to be direct, I think. 
I don't. I, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. I uh, think. She, I okay. think. What's Troy, your approach? I think Troy is playful enough to dance around it, but to let him know that she knows. Okay, so you're going to make him out it. I think she's going to toy with him for a little bit and make Riker, okay. make Riker be the first one to address it. That's what I think. You're right. That's funner. Yeah, I think I think she's. That's the thing is that like Deanna, even though she doesn't have a lot of great single episodes, she, like the episodes where she is great, she experiences control. And I think this would be an experience where she just finished the exam. She's now a commander. And so since she has a little bit more of self-esteem in her own command abilities, she may not feel the need to be so direct because she's like she has the confidence to toy around a little bit more maybe i'm reading too much into it or like the exact opposite of what some people think but but also this is will Riker we're talking about if she's going to toy around she is going to toy around with him of anybody mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so you're you nailed that that's absolutely right so they dance around a little bit and why is he sticking around what does he want to say I think Riker would see this as an opportunity to bring up that conversation of, you know, what didn't work beforehand because she's now taking her career more seriously and going towards command. And that's the exact reason why their relationship failed is when he did that. So maybe this is drudging up old feelings. And so he wants to have that conversation, whether it's just for clarification, whether it's just to go down memory lane, whether it's to maybe start something over. We don't necessarily know that yet. And Troy doesn't know that yet. But we also need to keep this in mind that she passed the the command exam in season seven, episode 16. And this is five episodes after Parallels, where at the end of Parallels, Worf and Deanna have dinner together. Right. So this kind of throws a kink into the whole relationship aspect of things in a way, because maybe Riker does not know at this point that Deanna and Worf are are dating. I think what happens, what has, because we can write this kind of, we can Tarantino it, like we can write it, like knowing, (laughs) Uh knowing where it's going to end. I think this ends with them getting hot and heavy. I think they are starting to, my shipper heart is just like, oh yeah, they're kissing, they're making out. It's going to go to the next level. But then she stops him and says, I can't do this right now for a couple of reasons. And one of those reasons is something is starting with someone else. And I don't want to ruin that. And uh-huh. she doesn't tell him who it is, though, Ooh. because there is a little reveal in the very last episode of the show, All Good Things, where uh, Riker goes to Troy and says, hey, do you want to have dinner? And Troy's like, sorry, but we have plans and Worf steps into frame and he's kind of uh-huh. like, Oh, Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Oh yeah. And so our story would add way more weight to that moment where inside Riker's head, Riker goes, Oh, that's who she's talking about. Yeah. I love it. it gives it a little more context. That's perfect. Okay. So she's not going to reveal that it's Worf. I love the idea too, where maybe they are going to maybe, have a little bit of a kissy kissy and she has to stop him because this is fanfic and we got to give the readers a little bit of what they want here and to be clear she has to stop herself as well yes yeah not just him but herself once the higher brain functions kick in she's just no i can't do this 
And I want to make it clear as well that like she's not cheating on Worf at this point where this is yeah. they're, they're in the beginning of a relationship. Now, you know, nothing's nailed down. No terms have been established. They're not calling each other lovers or boyfriend and girlfriend yeah. or anything like that. They're not going steady. Yeah. She's not wearing <laughs> his class ring or anything like that. It's just <laughs> his jacket. Maybe. I don't know yet. Yeah. They're they're adults, you know. They're adults, and they have a they they have a relationship, or they're starting one, or they're seeing where it's going. So she's not cheating on him. It's right. just she doesn't want to start something with Riker because she's already starting something with someone else. She doesn't. And oh, maybe once again, she's like, we've been down this road dozens of times over the past seven years. Yeah. You know, like I'm starting something with someone, and I don't want this to potentially ruin that something else once again. Yeah, this new thing is new. She doesn't really know where it's going to go, and she wants to explore that. With Riker, been down this road, in the back of her mind, she already believes that it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. So you know what? With a bunch of other things in her life changing, like getting the third pip, you know what? I'm going to break this old pattern, and I... I just want us to be friends. She's going to friend zone Will, but he's going to be okay with it. I, okay. I was with you up until the moment you said, let's just be friends. I don't think that Troy would ever actually, and maybe she has in the show and I'm just completely forgetting it. And if she did, I, I apologize to the listeners. I do not think Troy would ever downright say, let's shake hands and be friends. I think it is one of those relationships that will always be there, always be sexual, whether they're admitted or not, whether they give into it or not. It is always something that is tantalizing and thick. And all she can say is, let's just not. Okay. Okay. Friend zone was the wrong word. <laughs> you made a very good case for that. I'm thinking more like, okay, physically we need to stop. Because, and, and you're absolutely right because you know, we know that Riker and Troy for one thing, they do eventually get married, but there is always something burning for each other, whether mm -hmm. they are with each other or not. So maybe this is a good time to acknowledge that. Because I don't know, they really danced around this on the show. I be okay, because I've been a huge Riker and Troy shipper for literally all of my life, I would love to make this canon where... <laughs> Because one thing that I always kind of joked around with, and I've even talked about on the show before, is that I believe that Riker and Troy have this relationship where whenever they're not with someone, they're with each other. Yep. Yeah, kind of this open relationship. If you're available, I'm available. That can mean whatever you want it to mean. You know, mm -hmm. like whether it's just spending all their time with each other, whether it's having dinner, whether it's making out, whether it's having sex, whatever it is, however you determine their relationship I think it's some something with a weird kind of fidelity, but also an openness where they're just like, where maybe that's why Riker is confused. Maybe that's why Troy can get confused because, you know, like he says, he's like, hey, do you want to have dinner? And she's like, sorry, I have plans. That's not the first time that this has happened. Where, yeah. where maybe Riker in the past has just been like, oh, okay, cool. You, you met this guy. He's a transfer or you met this alien. All right, I'll back off. But because it's Worf, it stings a little bit more. Oh, totally. 
because he knows Worf, this other guy, some random dude. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Who gives a crap? So in this conversation, I would love for it to come out into the open and a surprise to the audience where they finally admit, yeah, for the past seven years, yeah, we, you know, this has happened. This has happened. We've, we've allowed this to happen and not in any kind of like vulgar terms, but like people are like, oh, so that's how it is. Right. Okay. And so are they deciding to not do this anymore? Are they tired of it? In order to make this conversation, not just another conversation. I think it has to have some sort of pseudo finality to it. Now, as you said before, we all know that they're going to get together again in the future. They're going to get married. They're going to flirt during insurrection and everything like that. So I think it needs to have some sort of like, maybe not like a, because so, so few couples actually do this where they say we're done. This is it. We're not moving forward with any of this. I think Troy has to pull the whole not right now card, which a lot of people do. Okay. You know what I think the end result of this conversation is, and maybe this will help us get there, is I really want them to mutually say to each other, look, I love you. I have always loved you. But at the same time, there's going to be there's such mutual respect there that when Troy says, I don't want to do this anymore, it's okay. Yeah. And will he understands and there's still that admiration there. It's just they're stopping one aspect of the relationship a lot of other things are still going to be the same so maybe he says something along the lines like once we get to that ending when he's like okay when i ask you out to dinner in the future it'll just be for dinner or something to that effect yeah with definition yeah you got to have that differential it's not just dinner it's like date dinner (laughs) right 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 And uh, yeah, I think I think that would be good. And I I like the idea of like, you know, they love each other and they respect each other so much. But I would I would love for them to have a very open and honest and emotional conversation where they break down and they they recognize like they mourn the death of what they could be. But at the same time, they recognize that they need to grow and move forward. Oh, totally. Yes, 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 yes. This is what I was thinking. This is where this story could and should go. I really want them to look back and look at all those missed opportunities they may or may not have had, how their lives might have been different had they made different decisions, and then realize, hey, look, the people that we are are here for a reason. And all the while, though, we have had each other. We're better off for it. One aspect that I'd love to bring up is Thomas Riker. Okay. And I would love to have, you know, Will say, I, I kind of feel like Will wants this a little bit more than Troy does. I'm kind of okay. getting that vibe from the story that you and I are creating. Mm-hmm. And I would love for him to say something to the effect of, why can't we try this again for real? Where maybe he goes into this conversation. He goes, he goes into this after party thinking, okay, maybe now is the time. Maybe now is the time we do this for real. Not just dinner dates, not just an open relationship, but something where it's you and me trying to get it to work. And now is the time. And Troy is thinking now is the time to stop everything. Right. It's the opposite. Now, why is Will thinking this is the time to push things forward? I think the main reason why is because of her advancement in her career he's always been career focused and that's what drove them apart but now that she's more career focused maybe that's what can bring them together and it can have an understanding but this causes her 
to bring up Thomas Riker, where she goes, I tried it again. And the same thing happened. He's like, yeah, but you didn't try it again with me. Not for real. <laughs> uh-huh. And she's like, yeah, I did. And, he, and then like, they kind of have this back and forth where it, it was me, it wasn't me and everything like that. And so like Thomas Riker, even though he's gone, is a thorn in his side and a wedge in the relationship because it was him, but it wasn't him. Yeah. And it just proved that Troy feels like no matter how she gets out of this, she's she's not going to get out of it unscathed. Mm. Do you suppose she feels like she has more to lose? Now that she's more career focused, I, th- I think absolutely. I think that's a that's a solid perspective where Riker sees it as a chance to get back together because they're on more even footing and she sees it as more to lose or just the same old, same old. She wants to do something different. She's like, I was terrified during disaster and I needed to change myself. I wanted to grow. I am not able to grow if I keep holding on to the past with you. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we should include a little bit of a conversation about how Troy got a little more career focused because back in the day, she was a counselor. Rank didn't really matter that much to her. You can be an ensign and be a counselor, even though she had higher rank than that. And I think there was a point in her life where she would have been absolutely content with that, whereas Will was the opposite and he was driven. I kind of maybe want Will to say, hey, look, when you first approached me about command training, I was a little surprised. Mm -hmm. And I want him to also, I want him to end that conversation with, hey, look, I'm really proud of you. I never envisioned a day when we would be, where, where I would be deciding whether or not to promote you, but you did it. I gave you a hard time and here we are. Something along those lines. And then she can say, yeah, well, I, there was a day when this never would have been on my radar at all. But life throws things at you like the episode Disaster makes you rethink things. And my career does matter more to me. And I wanted this. I wanted it for me. I think this, yeah, part of this conversation needs to have that because I think it. we need to show that Riker is indeed proud of her and also supports her. And she needs to recognize without his support, she wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah, like I kind of want her to be grateful for whatever work he did and helping her along. Like I I can't say he was maybe a mentor to her because he was the one who had to kind of crack the whip Mm -hmm. (laughs) and make life difficult for her. But I think she recognizes that and appreciates the fact that he did make it difficult. He made it a challenge. Yeah, and it, and it needed to be. And I, I think that's a good conversation to have. And it, it, it shows that Riker sees Troy as not just uh, someone that he wants to be romantic with, but someone that he respects and a friend yeah. and a colleague and somebody he has history with. And so we need that. So it's not just this weird, like Riker begging for love. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that's showing he has respect for her as an officer, not just mm-hmm. as a friend, not just as a lover. Right. It needs to be, this needs to be a complex and messy and odd and beautiful and flawed relationship all in one conversation. (laughs) Oh, and it it so is. That is their relationship, messy. And I think that's, I I see this as an in real time, either episode or novella or short story or whatever it is. I want to see it in real time where... Beverly and Jordy leave. We see the entire conversation from beginning to end. And I feel like it's 
it's like a play where everything opens up and it's just two people talking on stage and <laughs> we have a beginning, middle and end. And um, maybe there's, there's good times, there's laughter, there's reminiscing, there's totally, there's love and lust. And then there's anger and then there's rejection. And then finally acceptance, acceptance. Yeah. and, and moving forward. Now, should we conclude the whole thing with an epilogue where maybe Beverly was reading into the situation a little too much? She sees Deanna the following day. So, you and Will? Yes? No? Hmm? And Deanna's saying, no, I'm dating Worf. No, I don't think no? so. I don't think, I don't think we <laughs> okay. need that. Because I like the idea of it just taking place in her quarters in real time. The main focus is Riker and Troy, and I'd love it to end with Riker and Troy. I want to see All right. I want to see Riker leave her quarters and she's just standing there by herself and that's the end of it. All right, fair enough. We can end there. I mean, that's good too. That's good too. I'm just saying, you know, for bookend symmetry. I I get I get the bookends. I get the bookends, but I don't like the time jump. Okay, fine. We can end it there. We can end it on a heavy emotional note. That's good too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think that's in a nutshell the the very sketchy details of this story. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think we definitely went out of order. We kind of jumped all over the place and it wouldn't be we a punch it episode if we didn't jump all over the place. Yeah. We Tarantino this pretty hard, <laughs> but that's okay. We said we were going to. So we want you guys to let us know, what do you think of this short story that we made? Do you think it was good to be in real time? Do you think it was good for them to have this conversation? Did we go too far? Did we not go far enough? Uh, what should yeah. we call it? Does anybody out there want to write it? Because if you want this idea, by all means, hey, the fanfic community, collaborative effort, speaking of which, by all means, write this out. Please do. You know what? A little. Let us know if you do. And if we get a great script, maybe we'll turn it into an audio play. Ooh, that would be fun. <laughs> but how you can do that, how you can let us know is by going to the nerdparty.com slash contact, select punch it from the drop down menu and fill out the form. It'll send us an email. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the nerd party. You can find us on Twitter at join nerd party. You can find me personally on Twitter at the insane Robin. You can find me at Oh, the profanity. And please, by all means, let's talk fanfic. And also, if you have not yet, please, 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 please go to iTunes. Give us a review. If you give us a five-star review, let us know and we'll mention you on the show. So now next week, Shar, do you want to tell them what we're doing next week? Well, I'm going to give a little bit of a teaser, but I don't want to give it all away. We are going to rewrite an episode of Star Trek that is pretty notoriously considered bad. This, once again, violates our typical rule of rewriting episodes that need just a little bit of love. No, no, no. We're branching out. We're going here. We're going to rewrite an episode that's just so bad that we have to make it legit. And it's not Threshold. But if you want to nope. find out what it is, you'll have to tune in next week. So until then, thank you very much, because next week we are definitely going to punch it. Ready for warp, sir. Let's punch it. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.